I got a little bone to pick with the programming department. Would it kill you every once in a while to play a little fog hat? During the top of the hour news, I sucked on a cola. I'm drunk about a drank about a quart of orange juice. Trying to stay hydrated. I don't. I don't know what else to do here. I hope the weekend is soon here, and I'll be fine on Monday then. Anyway, steamroll into the final hour of our broadcast week. Welcome. <laughs> Coming to you from the Carter Super Studio. Welcome to our big lead this hour. And let's get right to it. The Big Lead, Dory Monson Show exclusive. A story that we have been covering for many months now. Democrats in Olympia and Jay Inslee a year and a half ago conspired to let some of the most violent criminals in our state's history Walk free. It is, it's truly one of the most shocking political stories I've ever covered. And I'm a little disgusted that almost nobody in the local media has picked up on it. But the reason they haven't picked up on it in many cases is because it would be a damning indictment of the Democrat Party and of Jay Inslee. And many in the media are a protection racket for all of them. But it is the story of Senate Bill 5164, which passed on a straight Democrat vote a year and a half ago, 2021. Uh, There were eight senators who co-sponsored the bill, and it was designed to eliminate some strikes of three strikes, you're out offenders. And today we have the real life ramifications of what the Democrats in our state did. Because this morning, a vile human being named Roy Russell, Roy Russell, I'm going to run through the whole, whole background one more time here. Roy Russell was a three strikes, you're out offender. He got released by a judge, even though he was supposed to be in prison for the rest of his life. And when he got released, he started throwing parties for high school kids, even though he was a man in his 40s. And there was a girl named Chelsea Harrison. She had just started at a new high school, Evergreen High School. She met a girl, and this girl that she met said, hey, my Uncle Roy's throws parties. He wasn't this girl's uncle. He was just a, a creepy, horrible human being. Chelsea Harrison went to one of those parties, and uh, when the other kids had left, Roy Russell tried to rape this 14-year-old girl. When she resisted, he put his hands around her neck and murdered her. 
So again, for the second time in his life, Roy Russell was convicted on three strikes, you're out. Life in prison without the possibility of parole. But that's when Senate Democrats and Jay Inslee came along. They said, let's eliminate one of the strikes, not just of Roy Russell, but a hundred other three strikes, you're out offenders. They said armed robbery shouldn't be a strike anymore because there's nothing wrong with armed robbery. And so Roy Russell, this morning, right before we went on the air, he was resentenced. He was supposed to be gone for life without the possibility of parole. But instead, uh, first I'm going to start with the judge, who he, he was disgusted with the lawmakers in Olympia and how they do not respect the will of the citizens. Security and justice are two of the most important core responsibilities which citizens ask from their government. In a representative democracy, governmental power and authority are derived by consent from the governed. The people vote in regular elections to choose representatives and judicial officers, and sometimes to vote directly on proposed policies. This framework provides responsiveness and accountability to all of us who are served by our public institutions. In essence, we get the government we deserve, or at least that which we vote for. Governmental authority and legitimacy operate at their zenith when the legislature, the court, and the governor are in closest harmony with the hearts and minds of the voters. Conversely, governmental authority and legitimacy are at their lowest ebb when these institutions are out of touch with the voters' sentiments and wishes. And so then the judge sentenced Roy Russell, resentenced him to the max, but it's not nearly as good as it sounds to protect the people. This court does not and will not hesitate to exercise what remaining discretion it has after Senate Bill 5164 on behalf of the citizens of this county and will therefore sentence the defendant to the maximum authority available to this court, 316 months along with all other standard sentencing conditions. Okay, 360 months, 30 years, but in time already served and he could get time off for good behavior, Roy Russell could be out of prison in five to seven years before his 70th birthday after not only murdering a 14-year-old girl, but committing five other three-strikes-you're-out felonies prior to his killing of Chelsea Harrison. That's who the Democrats in Olympia, that's who Jay Inslee believes needs to be out of prison. The grandmother of the 14-year-old victim of Roy Russell has been on our show before. Her name is Sylvia, and she joins us live here on the Dory Monson Show. Sylvia, it's good to talk to you again. I know this was a very difficult day for the family. Yes, it is. It's, uh, you know, we feel a little bit of victory because they did give him the max. Uh, but, again, he was supposed to be there for life. And uh, who knows? Maybe something can be changed um, before he can get out. You know, things change. And I think if enough pressure is put on and uh, the citizens really get in and look at what is really, really happening, things can change, you know? Well, they so. need to change. And, I mean... The thing that, I mean, everything about this is disgusting, but for me, 
just thinking about what it put your family through again, because when you lost oh. Chelsea, which, which is the um, the worst thing a human being can endure is losing a child, losing a grandchild. You lose Chelsea. Then you think Roy Russell is gone for the rest of his life without the possibility of getting out. And then the politicians come along and make you go through this, you know, her murder and a resentencing hearing, I imagine that has to be very traumatic for your family. It is. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, you, it's, it, it causes tears in the relationship and your family. I mean, it, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. And people say, well, I know how you feel. You don't know how you feel yeah. unless you've been there, you know, and it's the most horrible thing that anybody can endure without a doubt. When um, I talked to you, it's been hard. Yeah. Well, when, I, when I talked to you a few months ago, Sylvia, uh, I told you that I was going to reach out to all eight co-sponsors of the legislation that is getting Roy Russell out early. Uh, these eight senators, I, I contacted every single one of them. None of them agreed to talk about this. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you what I said on the air, that I can't believe the level of cowardice of politicians who craft bills that let child murderers out of prison early, and then they will not face the public to at least explain why they wanted to do this. Have any of them talked to you about this? You must be kidding. <laughs> no, hmm. nobody's talked to me. Uh, I have written uh, three letters up to uh, Olympia, the uh, House of uh, Justice, uh, to the uh, governor. Uh, I've heard nothing from anyone, you know. And, you know, they you, you can't sue an appellate uh, court. You can't sue, say, say you can't. Well, you know, I, I kind of took camp out of my dictionary many years ago. So... Yeah. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens on this thing, you know, because so what, I am one mad lady. Still, I can understand happy that. With what happened. Yeah. Happy with what happened today. This wrecked, wrecked my daughter, Chelsea's mother. And I'm, that's all I can say because it truly did. I mean, every time she tries to, to put it behind her the best she can, Something else comes up because we thought, hey, we're rid of him and society is rid of him on the street. Uh, that's one bad person that, you know, we don't have to worry about anymore. And he is literally a habitual criminal. There is no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. And I mean, so, he, he got yeah. mercy uh, inexplicably after being sentenced to three strikes. You're out a first time. And then it was. Mm -hmm. While out on that, that he murdered your granddaughter. Uh, so they won't come on and talk with me. I know a lot of lawmakers listen to my show. I know that Jay Inslee in his office listen to my show. What's your message to the senators who co-sponsored this bill, the Democrats who voted for this bill, to Governor Jay Inslee who signed this bill? What is your message, Sylvia, to all of them? My message to all of them is, you need to stop and think what you're doing and what you're doing to the citizens out there. Uh, you have no idea what this type of thing puts a family through and to be so callous that you don't even have the decency to talk to anybody about it. 
to try to put some reasoning behind it. Uh, my message to them is shame on you. Shame on you for being so unprofessional at this point, and shame on you for doing this. So uh, hopefully the citizens will take a good look at that when they get ready to vote again and, uh, you know, put some people in the legislature that maybe have the people's interest at, uh, you know, <laughs> people's interests at heart. Yeah. So, uh, did did uh, you we'll hear, see. I know you had to join this hearing via Zoom today. Did you hear what Roy Russell said when he had a chance to speak? No, I did not. I did not. Uh-uh. Uh, do, do you want to hear it or, or do you not want to hear that man's voice? Yeah, no, that's fine. I'd, I'd, I'd be happy okay. to hear it. All yeah. right. Here's what Roy Russell said at the sentencing, resentencing this morning. I admit to what I done. It was a bad thing to happen. I'm really sorry to the family. I don't know how things got so out of hand, but they did. And uh, I've changed. I'm not the same person that I was before. Gone through the battery of uh, classes and treatments and and uh, it's just I didn't just now decide to say anything about what I did to Chelsea but back in 2013 when I made this adjustment and been different I was at a visit with my family and that's when I told them that I actually committed this crime in the last 30 minutes, they never said a word to me after that. During the visiting time, they just left. And at that time, I never received another visit. They didn't ask me why I did it. I guess to them, it didn't matter. But I don't know whose family has it worse. Chelsea's family who lost a daughter or my family. We have to live with the fact I'm the person that took that life. Um, it's been trying on both sides. Let me break that down with you a little bit uh he started by saying he wanted to apologize to your family do you accept right. that apology um it's it's kind of hard to tell you the truth uh i really don't have hate in me and my daughter doesn't either but uh, we both hate him with everything we have in us and i, I wouldn't lie about it it would take a lot for me to forgive that guy and accept any kind of apology from him. Uh, a 45-year-old man uh, doing what he did, I mean, it's unbelievable, you know. Yes, it is. So he, I, he I said that, he's... that we got the most we could, but I, I, I'm still, still not happy, you know. He says that he has received treatment and he is a changed man. Uh, since the Democrats and Jay Inslee have conspired to get him out of prison five to seven years from now, uh, do you think society will be safe? Do you believe that he's a changed man? No, no. You know, what is it they say you don't change a leopard spot? I, I think people should be given a chance to show that they can do better. They show they can improve their life and not repeat the things that they have done before that are, are absolutely heinous. And he hasn't done that. He's proved every time when he got out of jail that he's going to turn around and do something else terrible. 
Yeah, he's gotten lots of opportunity. He's gotten lots of second and third. I mean, he got a first felony, then he got a second, then he got a third, then he murdered Chelsea. I mean, this guy gets chance after chance after chance, and each mm-hmm. time he has come up even more violent. And then, uh, just real quick, I'll let you go, but he said at the end that his family deserted him after he admitted murdering your granddaughter. And he said he doesn't know which which family has it worse, yours for losing Chelsea or his for knowing that he's the one who did such a horrible thing. What oh, do you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, he, he's. it would be hard for me to forgive him. I'll be very truthful about it because, yeah, we have somewhat of the... <laughs> A victory, but it really isn't. They're backpedaling on a life in prison without possibility of parole. And that almost says to Judge Woolley that gave the first sentence, hey, what you said doesn't mean anything. And I know laws change. But, I mean, life in prison without parole should stand fast, period. I don't care what they go and change to, you know, it should not change that. Yep, absolutely so, right. Anyhow. Well, Sylvia, I really appreciate you, you know, explaining to my audience. Just, I mean, Roy Russell is is a horrible individual, but just the fact that we have politicians who take the side of a horrible individual over the side of your family uh, that says a lot about them too. And it's uh, we're in, we're in very yeah. desperate times right now. Yeah. Yeah, okay. you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So, you and your family so will remain in my prayers, Sylvia. I appreciate you coming on with me this afternoon. Thank you very much. I okay. appreciate you giving me the time to talk, and uh, we may talk again. All right. God God bless you. God bless you. Thank All you. Right. That is Bye. Sylvia, the grandmother of Chelsea Harrison, murdered at age 14 back in 2005, and now... Thanks to, uh, let me give you their names again. I'm not going to make this some generic thing. Thanks to the eight co-sponsors of this bill, all Democrat senators, a couple have stepped down. Jeannie Darnielle of Tacoma, Mona Doss of Kent, Patty Cutterer of Bellevue, Bob Hasegawa of Seattle, Marco Leas of Linwood, Rebecca Saldana of Seattle, Jesse Solomon of Shoreline, and Claire Wilson of Auburn. Those eight Democrat senators co-sponsored a bill. Jay Inslee signed it. Democrats in the House and Senate voted for it. And now a brutal multi-time felon, twice convicted of three strikes. Instead of life in prison, we found out right before going on the air today that Roy Russell is going to go away for another five to seven years with time already served. Great job, Jay Inslee and Democrats. Really doing a great job running this state. It's unbelievable. It's nauseating. Okay, that's your exclusive big lead. Quick time out. We'll check the news for you. And then we're going to have, joining us live, a woman whose car was stolen while she was scraping frost off the windshield. That is coming up next here on the Dory Monson Show.
guest on the line as we head into the final half hour of our week here. So uh, it's something we've done a million times, all of us. Go out to start our car. It's a little frosty outside. So we turn on the defroster, get out of the car while it's running, start scraping the windshield. But this is the Puget Sound area in 2022. And what used to be a routine thing is anything but these days. Um, I saw this from our friend Didi Sun at Cairo 7, who first broke this story of what happened to a mom and wife down in Tacoma. Her name is Jen, and she joins us live here on the Dory Monson Show. Hey, Jen, good to talk to you this afternoon. Hi. How are you? I f- I, well, I feel the need to apologize to everybody who has to listen to my voice today. But other than that, I'm doing great. Uh, so take me through this, Jen. So this was Tuesday morning. And as I said, you're going to work. You work at a local middle school there. And uh, you just got out to scrape your windshield with your defroster going, right? Correct. Yep. That's what I was doing. Okay. And then what happened? So I was, you know, scraping the ice off my front windshield and coming towards me was a, uh, trying to pass me on a, one of our, our road is kind of a busier street, but not the main street. And a U-Haul van, like a cargo van was driving by and it just gave me an eerie feeling. They were kind of going at an odd pace. Like they were, I don't know. It just gave me a heavy feeling. And so they drove past. And so I just, had the urgency to go towards the back of my trunk, still acting like I was doing what I was de-icing and stuff, my windows, but also paying attention because I just felt uneasy. And they sure enough flipped around at a four-way type intersection right past my house and turned around to come back towards me. Um, And that's when um, the middle door there opened up and the passenger door and I hear, hey, come here. And so I'm screaming frantically, um, afraid and trying to get attention, obviously, from my neighborhood and yeah. trying to get to my stairs when I feel the man's arm um, or hand grab my arm. Um, and so I just rush it to my door, screaming, banging on my door. Yeah, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind, you already had an eerie feeling about this mm-hmm. U-Haul. And then you see it make the U-turn. And that's like right out of a horror movie because yeah. that, that had to really intensify the, the fear. So so uh, what did they say to you while, while they were doing this? All, all I said was, all I heard them say was, hey, come here. I didn't, They. I never heard voices. I never heard anything else after that. No music, nothing was, no other noise. But they were, wanted to steal your car because it was running, right? I mean, I guess they peeled off as soon as I ran. So they they peeled. I mean, I would if I if I was a car thief, I think I would want the victim to to run away. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think them grabbing you? Do you think that they were going to pull you into the car as as they stole it? I mean, I don't know. I it's 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 baffling that why they didn't just take the car when I first ran away, but they peeled off and then circled back around to come get the car. I mean, just do what you're going to do. So I don't know. I don't want, I'm glad I don't know, (laughs) but um, why mess with me if I'm already walking from the car? I don't know. Your husband was home at the time. I know this was 5.30 a.m. Was he, was he still asleep? 
No, he was awake. Um, he just, he was actually in our bedroom, which is in the back of the house. And my son is upstairs. So it, I mean, it was just normal routine. It, you know, you don't really think you need the bodyguard outside while you're just oh, yeah. about to go to work. But, um, yeah, he, I, was I just, and he came to the door. I think we all look at stories like this from, you know, relatable areas in, uh, you know, if, if this had been my wife pounding on the door screaming, I, I, I would have been frantic. I mean, this had to be mm-hmm. really hard on both of you. Yes, yes. Oh, my been. goodness. And then I heard, so uh, there were three or, other, three or four other cars in your area that were stolen the same morning while people went outside to start them up and warm them up. You were the only one who was with the vehicle as it got stolen. But uh, do you know, do the police know, are all these car thefts connected with this U-Haul truck? Uh, I do not know that information. I believe that it was also, I believe the same car, uh, the U-Haul is the one who messed with my other vehicle too. I actually was, I had two in the same day, but they didn't steal it, like drilled out my steering column. Seriously? Are, yeah, are you so in my, a... my backup car. <laughs> Are you in a neighborhood that's had problems with this sort of thing? Not to my knowledge. I mean, I've lived there since 2017, and this this past six, it gotten. It seems like I've heard my car alarm go off a few times this past six months. It's just been really alarming and flagging. You know, yeah. it's like wow, what's happening around here? Well, what's happened is we've become the car theft capital of America because the criminals know the police aren't allowed to chase them when they steal a car now. But I understand you got your car back, but not in the condition it left you. Is that right? So so I just got the news today. Seattle, so I have not heard back from Tacoma Police yet. They were supposed to, like, send me a link to upload photos of the theft of my cards, my credit cards, because I have photos of those of that man. And then, um, but they never sent that yet. But Seattle police called me saying that they found my car abandoned and that a tow company has it. And so I called them this afternoon and they said that it looks like there's two bullet holes through the back window and that either the four windows are down or they're broken out. And then the front driver's side window is bashed in. And then there's scratches throughout the hole on, on the outside of the car everywhere. So I have to go pick it up for $300 and then uh, repair it. What, what kind of car is this? It's an older car. It's a 2008 Dodge Avenger. So, man, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it sounds like it's totaled. That's what it sounds like. And I, I only have liability on it because I'm, I never, yeah. we haven't paid, you know, it's, it's tight. We live like normal mid American <laughs> income. And it's like, yeah. so we don't pay full coverage on these older vehicles thinking, okay, if it damage, at least we'll help the person that we hit or something right. like that. But, you know, but this time it's like, man, because it was stolen. Now there's, now we're out, out because of somebody else's choices. Just yeah, such I'm a so sorry to hear that. And your purse was in the car. So they, they used your credit cards right away too. They did. And um, so they took my, my purse and my wallet that had not a lot of cash in it, thankfully. Um, and then also the credit cards and my school credit card, which they also went to town with. Went to town. How many times did they use them? I mean, they were going to ridiculous places like McDonald's and Sonic and filling up the gas tank like three or four times on different cards. And then they went to Tacoma Discount World trying to spend about $600 on the school card. 
Um, and that's where I actually got an email alert from. And I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot my school card was in that. Well, I thought it had it locked up at work and it was in my wallet. And so I was able to go to Tacoma Discount World and they showed me footage of the man who was denied. Amazing. Declined the card. All right. Do you have good pictures of him? You're going to be able to get that yes. out there? Okay. Yes. Well, Jim, thank you for sharing your story. I mean, our legislature has to fix this car theft problem in our state. And stories like yours should be a red flag to everybody who's listening right now. Yes, definitely. Okay. Stay aware. I really appreciate you coming on with me, Jen. You're welcome. Okay. All my best. Jen in Tacoma, car stolen. They found it with bullet holes, windows broken out, credit cards stolen. Quite a utopia our lawmakers have created here. Quick time out, and then we'll count down our favorite sound bites of the week. Awesome audio next. The stretch I come. What a week, what a day, what a day, what a week. All right, this is where we like to count down our favorite sound bites of the week. This is Dory Monson's awesome audio clips of the week. This is a pretty amazing story. So, on Broadway, you know, Broadway used to be known as the Great White Way. <laughs> Not anymore. It's the Great Woke Way. There's a guy who has been doing the sign language interpretation for productions of The Lion King on Broadway. His name is Keith Wan, and he has filed a federal discrimination lawsuit now because he got an email from the theater group telling him he was fired as an ASL, American Sign Language Performer. The reason they're firing him is because he's white. According to the email, it says he is not a black person and therefore should not be representing the Lion King as the majority of characters are black actors and the content takes place in Africa. According to the email, here's Keith Wan. Wrong is wrong. I think the the decision they said in the email was wrong. If you insert a different color, if you insert a different race, it is wrong. You are not allowed to fire somebody because of that reason they could have been 12 other reasons perhaps they could have said you know long in the tooth uh whatever whatever Mm -hmm. um but for this reason and again there's some false narrative out there that i'm trying to push my way into this space that is not my space there was already a team established they were asking me to come in and help them out for one event yeah he was gonna be like the backup sign language guy and uh (laughs) First of all, I'm reading this email that they sent him that they can't have a white guy doing the sign language because the majority of characters are black actors. Well, that doesn't make any sense. The majority of the characters are animals. And maybe the voices in The Lion King are are voiced and created by black actors. But so a white guy can't sign? For black acting, there's no voice, there's no sound, there's no accent when you do sign language. And then they also say the content takes place in Africa. So it wouldn't be appropriate for a white guy to do sign language. Oh, these are crazy times, aren't they? And one of the cool things, the Seahawks, they played in Germany last Sunday. And uh, I liked 
that the crowd in the stadium towards the end of the game, they regaled the Americans, Tampa Buccaneers and Seattle Seahawks, with some traditional German songs. The visuals are cool. It's like 80,000 people, arms around each other. They're all singing John Denver, Country Roads. Listen to the crowd going out of here. Germans, they know how to do some feel-good stuff. Uh, Let's see. Let's finish with the President of the United States, because I do want to hear, in all seriousness, his thoughts on clean energy. That our significant climate investment will, quote, help turbocharge the the energy, turbocharge the emerging global clean clean energy economy. I was reading their quote. Sorry. No, it's okay. But uh, well, I'm not going to leave you on something like that. Let's finish with Biden doing something stronger. Um, uh, I got hard trouble reading this. Reuters, uh, the tangent both. Mm. Maybe this is a trend. I got to get out of here for real. John Curley, Cherry Ellicker Show is coming up next. God bless you in these crazy times. I'm going to get my voice back, and I'll see you Monday, high noon. Now that is powerful. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. You're really a fantastic audience.